It's another edition of the Clear with Contact podcast live from the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios. Here's your host, Tyler Hughes and Cody Jordan. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Clear with Contact, episode 11. It is May 10th, 2023. We are back in the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios. I am Tyler Hughes, and I am joined by my co-host, Cody Jordan. Had a lot of local racing going on this weekend on the asphalt world. We had uh, Southern National, Hickory, Wake, Sobo, Langley all run this past weekend, plus the Cars Tour. A lot going on. But before we get into that, what happened this past week, Cody? What'd you do? Well, I got to... uh... Watch the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I won money. I bet on Mage. My dad always said, for some reason, always bet on the eight horse. I don't know why, but that morning I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I've never really bet on the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to bet on it. Let's go with number eight horse. And it was like 20 to one when I bet. So it was, you know, I put five bucks on it. That's not a gun one. There you go. I was excited. Because, like, the, the scoring pylon ain't like NASCAR. Yeah. They ain't got no transponders. They got tails. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what's, you know, where is this? And then all of a sudden, they're Mage on the outside. I'm like, Mage on the outside. Mage, Mage is my, that's my horse. <laughs> and here he comes. And he ended up winning. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Number eight gets back in victory lane. How about that? Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was, it was cool because, like, especially when you have money on it. But, yeah, we did that. Um, watched some cars tour racing Friday night. Got to watch a lot of dirt racing this weekend. A lot of dirt racing. A lot of dirt racing. Dude, we are, we are in the season. Yeah. This is it. It is turned on. Yeah, it's uh, we got a whole lot of racing going on everywhere. Yeah, we need to probably quit our day jobs because this podcast and stuff's gonna get busy. <laughs> I don't know if I can afford to do all that, but it uh, we definitely have fun talking about it. That's for sure. But uh, I just kind of hung around the house this past weekend, uh, watched Connor Waddell win his first Legend Car race of the season at Dominion Raceway on Race Monitor, and uh, that was pretty exciting. We we uh, went over to a friend's house and had crabs and as we were leading we were driving and watching the race on race monitor so uh you know connor's been talking about how he wants to make his pass on the last lap for the last couple months um so that he can steal a victory because the last couple times he's passed within five to go and he's gotten passed back due to the draft at dominion i mean the draft is actually really big there in a legend car so uh, he made his move on the last lap on his old man and uh, beat him back to the line by three one-thousandths of a second. So uh, I was kind of flipping out on the ride home over that. I was pretty uh, cool to see. Uh, we're actually going to race Carteret County Speedway this weekend uh, to make his late model debut. I'm really excited about that with him and the fact that he won and he's coming off of a win uh, he's got his confidence pretty high. so Big confidence booster. Oh, absolutely. So I was uh, really hoping he would win that race for that reason so that he would have the confidence going into that or this coming weekend's race. So we got the car prepped, and, um, you know, we're uh, getting ready to go, man. So we'll go test all day Friday and race on Saturday and see how he does. So then um, obviously we're kind of in the middle of the week, so I've just been prepping that car, and I had a – a little i have a little bit of a funny story so monday i have a guy come drop off a car 
and uh, over the past weekend or maybe at the tail end of last week, I had a I had a post come up where it was me racing at Southern National in 2013. So I shared it and was kind of like, you know, talking about how far I've come and, you know, how that was one of the most humbling seasons of my career. Uh, we never finished in the top five. We barely ran top ten. Parents were really tight on money that year. So um, that car is got brought to me to get fixed and to get set up to go run the Virginia Racer Class at Dominion this year. Guy got in a wreck last year. So I get to put that car back together, get it back going again. So anyway, the, the, the guy's kid comes down to drop the car off. So he parked out front, and he's walking down the driveway to me, and he's got an Air Doug t-shirt on. And I just yelled to him, I'm like, hey, man, you got to take that shirt off if you want to come around these parts. Yeah. And he starts laughing. He's like, oh, man, come on. Like This is my only, you know, I don't have any racing shirts. He wore anymore. it on purpose. Yeah, no, it's all on. So, <laughs> so uh, he was like, oh, man, I just wanted to wear a racing shirt, you know. And uh, he's like, this is just the one I chose. I was like, I got you. So we're talking and we're unloading the car and everything. And uh, he's like asking me about my racing career. He's like, you know, so you work on race cars? Yeah, yeah. He's like, do you ever race? I was like, yeah, I used to race. You know, or, I guess he actually knew I raced because uh, it was my old car. So he was like, how'd you do when you raced? And I was like, I did pretty good. I had, you know, close to 20 wins in my late model career. And, you know, I don't know that I ever got the 20, but, you know, I I had a decent career, finished second in the points twice, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, he's asking me a few more questions. And I finally looked at him and I said, you really don't know who I am, do you? And he goes, no, no, I no idea. And I'm like, you know, I'm the reason behind Air Doug. And his jaw like hit the floor. He's like, no way, that was you? You're the guy? <laughs> he's like, you're the guy? So I was like, yeah, that's why I was giving you a bunch of crap about wearing the Air yeah. Doug t-shirt. And he was like, oh man, I had no idea. And so before he left, I told him, I was like, I want to tell the story on my podcast this week. And, um, I told him I would get him a THM shirt the next time he came down so that he doesn't have to wear that Air Doug shirt all the time. So, uh, that was, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so that's very ironic. Yeah. Guy shows up wearing an Air Doug t-shirt to my damn shop. That's, uh, I thought that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> How much did Doug pay him? Oh, I have no idea. Probably very minimal. Probably. <laughs> uh, speaking of Doug, man, let's. Uh, I want to talk about him for a minute. He's running all over the place. He started off the season pretty hot. He got in that wreck at Hickory, and he hasn't won a race since. And um, he's kind of been having issues all over the place. I mean, even – he went to wake Friday night. I actually just watched his video this afternoon before uh, we got on here. And him and Tyler Matthews got together. Tyler pinched him up in the wall. And, uh, boy, wait, a Tyler running, having a yeah, run-in with the Doug. I, I think it's something with Doug, I think. I don't, I don't think it's Tyler. Something about Doug's and Tyler's. Yeah, you got Tyler Matthews outside. Oh, hell, here it comes. Oh, uh, there's uh, one common denominator there, Doug Barnes. So, uh, no, it really wasn't Doug's fault. Doug got run up in the wall, and then uh, Doug Doug actually took a shot at him under caution, it looked like, kind of hit him in the right front, and Tyler went on to win the race. But Doug gets out and goes up and has a little confrontation with him. Um, looked like he did all right down at Hickory. Looked like he 
uh, I think finished second. But I almost wonder if Doug's running a little bit too hard. You know, he's running all over the place trying to get wins, uh, chasing as many races as he can. And uh, I'm kind of wondering if he's just, you know, doing more like quantity races instead of quality. And I kind of wonder if he would back off, you know, running so hard and just focus maybe on Hickory, go test on Friday if he would pick up some wins that he needs. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I I think – I I feel like Hickory put a bad taste in his mouth. Yeah. And I think that probably – started the whole let's go race other places yep i think it comes down to the question is he still running for is national title even on his mind or is he just chasing wins because some of these some of these races aren't are not full you know full fields so it kind of if that's what he's doing then it's kind of asinine well i know wake and hickory both were full fields this past weekend so i don't know like i feel like he's just running way too hard you know like he's bouncing around a lot yeah he went down to florence he got a second place down there i think and i i do think the seconds will matter but i think you got to focus on your quality of races and work on getting wins and um you know because at the end of the day like you you got to have wins in the column and those second places are only good for if you don't have a full car field win or if you're if if you don't get to that like sixteen or eighteen win mark, whatever it is, where you max out. Yeah. Well, one thing last year was like I saw he didn't run. He's not he didn't run that this kind of schedule. So that's why I mean like is he going after a national title or is he just doing is it seat time? I mean to me it looks like he's going after a national yeah. with how hard he's running. It. I mean I know you always run around like when you're running for a national like especially towards the tail end of the year when you feel like you're in it and you got a shot you're gonna go around to other tracks and try to make those friday night races that you know like at wake county and you know go run southern national on sundays and stuff like that but i almost think he's just running way too hard too early and if he would just kind of drop back and focus a little bit on trying to pick up two wins a weekend right like Instead of going and running Wake on Friday and then Hickory on Saturday, we know Doug can go win at Hickory on Saturday. He's proven it. He's swept the Knights, but he hasn't run well since the, since he got into the wreck. So maybe he needs to go test at Hickory on Friday instead of running Wake and get those two wins on Saturday. That would be better than running six races and finishing second, second all six races. Yeah, so I agree. It would put him a lot further ahead in the points, but um, – yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I I I think he I think he's kind of losing the focus of, you know, what it takes to win that national and what it takes is wins. So, um I hope he's not I hope they're they're not going to burn themselves out, but you know, it sure looks like they're kind of heading in that direction. Moving on to Southern National, uh John Gowen won down there. That guy, you know, they needed that crew needed that win. Uh they kind of Struggled up at Dominion here recently, so good to see him and Sammy Houston go down there and get a win down there. Hickory, Cade Brown took race one. Michael Bumgarner wins race two. So we turn our heads to Sobo, and, man, Peyton Sellers just dominated the weekend down there. Uh, He led flag to flag in race one, and then he took the lead at lap 12 in race two and went on to win that one. So uh, that's another guy, man. In He, He quietly does it. Yep, quietly does it, and you maybe know, that's what Doug needs to look at. 
do something like Peyton does. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at what Peyton's doing right now, he's not. I mean, yeah, he's running back and forth between Dominion and Sobo, but he's not, he's ru- not going and running Wake on he's Fridays. He's not a weekend chaser. Right. He's, he has his plan. Yep. They they do the same thing every year. They, you know, they determine whether they're in the hunt, you know, kind of halfway through the year, and then they start chasing really hard. I kind of wonder how much longer he'll run at Dominion since Dominion has only been getting about 10 cars a week. We got the Dickie Boswell race coming up in two weeks, so I'm kind of curious to see what kind of car count that race draws and then if it keeps the car count throughout the season uh, or if it goes back to that 10 cars uh, because that'll really be interesting to see what Peyton decides to do late in the season if he's in the national title hunt from his wins at Sobo and what he decides to do you know, moving forward, whether he goes down to Langley because Langley is getting the full car counts down there. or you know goes to hickory or places like that again you know going down to langley with their full car fields connor hall he's four for four down there at langley uh so pretty impressive start to the season for him i'm kind of curious again like let's talk about national title man connor hall he's got four full car field wins and i mean he's up there in the points for the cars tour what do you do I mean, you're so dominant down at Langley, you know you're getting a car count. At what point do you decide, maybe I'm behind in this Cars Tour deal and I decide to chase a national title, which is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? Or do you stay running the Cars Tour and you're just doing this for fun? I think if the schedule's aligned a little better, I I could definitely see him chasing the national along with the Cars Tour with Chad. Yeah. He's got his own program. Obviously, he's fast. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't miss a beat. He goes back to Langley and wins four in a row. I mean, that's – or four in a row for himself. I mean, that's pretty pretty stout. And I feel like, I mean, he wants the Cars Tour. You know what I mean? Like, that's that gets the most – Attention. Attention, yep. And, I mean, he's not running like crap, you know. I mean, he's, he's contending for wins. That eight car's just hard to beat. But he's there. That's uh, right now. If you're gonna pick someone to beat Carson Quaffle, who's it gonna be? Yeah, it's Connor Hall. So, yeah, I, I I foresee them sticking with the Cars Tour, but I think if the weekends line up, he's gonna he's gonna keep running Langley. Yeah, I mean, he's red hot, man, and you know he only needs a little bit more to get his first win of the season in the Cars Tour. Um, but it is awfully interesting that he's he's already got four. If you get later in the season and you you, do, you don't feel like you have a shot at this Cars Tour Championship, do you turn your focus and go run for a national? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't see, like I said, I think the Cars Tour is too big now for him to just withdraw from that and go focus on, you know, the national. I mean, the national is huge, but, I mean, first of all, you need a lot more than just going at Langley. Yeah. Because if he starts chasing it, he's going to have to, like we just talked about, once you get to June, July, and you're looking down the road that, hey, we might have a shot at this, you're not going to just run Langley whenever you can. You're going to go chase other, you know, that's going to conflict with that car store schedule. Yeah. And, you know, Connor also runs really well at Hickory in his own stuff. We've seen him pick up wins down there. I don't know, man. I, I'm awfully interested to see what happens when we get into the July mark because the July mark is when you'll kind of see the flip, the switch flip for a lot of teams on picking which way to go. Yeah, or, or just in general like sellers – you know, deciding what they're going to do for the national, um, you know, Connor Hall, see if Doug see what Barnes. he does. Doug Barnes, see where, you know, 
July is kind of usually the telltale of who's running for it and um, who's in contention. And the thing is, is like you can't really look at the points too early because you got a lot of people like Doug who are running around. And yeah, he's got three full car field wins, but you know he's got a lot of races in. So you kind of got to wait for all these Midwest tracks to catch up to where they have 16 races in. July is probably a good telltale for what we're going to see for the rest of the season and who's going to be in contention for that. But along with Langley, man, Jacob Derrick gets his first ever Virginia racer win down there. And moving down to the ASA Stars of Madison International Speedway, Dan Fredrickson crosses the line first but fails tech due to a carburetor infraction. I, I think it was a spacer plate or something. He had the wrong one in. They changed the rule. That's a shame, man. I, I think he probably deserved that win. Uh, but Majeski ends up winning it. He crosses the line second, which gives him the win. Uh, Majeski, I don't think was – I don't think he made a lot of friends down there. I don't think he made a whole lot of friends the entire weekend. Yeah, no, yeah. from from the Stars race to uh, the Truck Series, he just – he pissed some people off, that's for sure. Yeah, but we'll get into it later. But I don't know that the Truck Series one was all his fault. To me, that no. just kind of looked like a bad block, but – but anyway, we got a lot to talk about with the Cars Tour this past weekend, man. Uh, we had Chase Burrow and Ryan Wilson getting into it. Chase Burrow ends up on his lid. Amazing. I, what up? It's hard to get Dude, a late model on its lid. a late model gets on its lid. That, we were racing, right? Uh, yeah, it looked like Chase kind of just drove over the left rear and ended up just a bad angle and got up into the fence and, and turned it over. It was a nice lazy Susan flip, but nonetheless, he's over on his on his lid that's pretty badass yeah but i mean the the big storyline was ryan wilson leaning in the window of chase burrow and there was a big discussion on whether ryan wilson was trying to attack chase burrow or help him get out of the car and in the midst of all that chase burrow's crew runs out on the track to try to assist their driver and uh ends up pulling ryan wilson out of the car and kind of shoving on him i did see one video that you know, Ryan was laying on the ground yelling, you know, that He's he was trying. just trying to help. Yeah. So, you know, glad he wasn't trying to punch him while he was yeah, cause there's, <laughs> already there was upside down. There was a little speculation going around, I know, from, like, Burroughs' team where, you know, he was getting, trying to beat his ass and – you know, everybody else, I think, was saying, like, no, he's, he's definitely trying to help him. Because, I mean, if I'm that guy that in the car, you know, I'm getting out too. Because this is something you don't see. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're in sprint car racing. You see it every every night. You don't see that in a late model. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, one big scare would be is you're upside down and, um, you know, a fire happens. Right. You know, you, ne- you never want to see that happen and a driver trapped in a car upside down while it's on fire. So, I'm sure Ryan was just trying to help him get out of the car, just try to avoid that situation. So Top Gun Motorsports gets fined $1,100 and put on probation for the remainder of the season due to coming on the racetrack. Yeah, it's Uh, a safety concern. It is. Uh, You don't want to see crew members hit on the racetrack. You know, they were still under caution, I believe, at that time. Well, not only that, they also went over and started shoving on a guy that's potentially trying to assist your driver. Yeah, it just – it looked bad. I mean, it was – you're, yeah, the end, you're the, on flow like you, you just yeah for, for a business perspective it looks bad yeah and at the end of the day you gotta let the safety personnel do their job and they hadn't made it to the car yet it looked like most of their crew was already down in that corner and they just all kind of hopped the fence and started running for their driver so bad deal for those guys i hope they get their car fixed and get it back out and uh you know 
in a hurry and are able to make the next race. Jacob Hefner, man, he has had a good couple of weeks here in the Cars Tour. He's been um, on fire lately. Yeah, quite literally <laughs> this past weekend. He ends up in flames and ends up ending his night. Really a shame for the, the Carroll Speed Shop team just because they've had such a good season with Jacob and a lot of good runs. But uh, it was a caution-filled race. Dude, it was both of them. I just felt like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say this and sound ungrateful, but at some point in that race, I'm just sitting here like, is this is this going to be over soon? Yeah, we like, got to get it together at yeah, some point. because like, I know last year we ran there and we ran 125 laps. We had two cautions and they were the competition cautions. So it's like, we can do it, boys. We we can have a clean race here. Yeah. And I know, like, a lot of the stuff, you know, there was some cautions that were, you know, Jacob, you know, that's mechanical failure. There was a couple of those. But it just seemed like every time we got a good run in and it was caution after caution after caution, it, it got old after a while. But Carson Quaffle goes and dominates again. That's three in a row for that guy. I don't I don't know what the – somebody's just going to have to turn him here soon or something. <laughs> we – uh uh, we take back everything we ever said about him at the beginning of the season because he is on fire right now. Everybody is hunting that eight car, man. It almost looks like just Josh Berry out there just dominating the field. Well, one thing we did talk about in the beginning of the year was the race with him and Junior running the same race, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to North Wilkesboro, and that's going to happen again. Yeah. So now I'm telling you, if Carson Coffell comes out here and runs eight, Dale Jr., I'm sorry, bud. I don't think you're going to be allowed driving race cars because it's not – It's something's going on there. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. Carson Quapple won that race last year. With Dale Jr. With Dale Jr. I think they got good enough notes it's, to where they're they're going to get – they're so red hot and they got good enough notes from last year. I think they're going to go in and possibly do the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch that race too. I wish I was going, man. <laughs> I'm going the following week – or I'm going, you know, for the cup race and stuff. But I wish I was going for that race because – we ran good there last year. We ran fourth behind Dale Jr., and there was cars up front that I think the top five had a good shot at winning the race. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of – I'm interested to see how Mason Diaz does this year. Right. Mason was a guy that finished second there last year, had a really strong strong showing, but was with MDR. Now with Chad Bryant, I'm curious to see how he runs again. So, um you know, Mason, I don't think, has had the season that he's wanted to. He's been off to sort of a slow start with the Chad Bryant racing guys. His teammate, you know, Connor Hall, has been running up front every week. I think this would be a good racetrack for him to go flip the script and, uh, you know, turn his season around a little bit. Yeah, and something else we talked about before is, you know, when you talk about the Cars Tour field, really I think if somebody's going to knock that eight car off the off the top, it's it's probably going to be the 77. Yeah. Brennan Queen has been having decent runs, too. Uh, he's been quietly having top five runs. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about him too much here in the last couple races, but, you know, he's plugging away at top fives. I, I kind of wonder when that crew is going to break out and get their first Cars Tour win of the season. I'd like to make a guess for that. Full prediction? Yeah, June 3rd. What race is that? Is that Langley? That's Langley. He yeah. won that race last year over Carson Quavel. So yeah. I he moved him, but like I just said, somebody got to wreck the eight car. If we're gonna knock him off tops, just wreck him. That's yeah. what's gonna have to happen. <laughs> Sorry, Carson. Oh man, they're uh, they're they're red hot, man. We'll uh, we'll have to see what the rest of the season has to hold. Getting into the dirt stuff, man. What do you got? Yeah, we had the high limit sprint car series at Kokomo got rained out, which was a shame. That was gonna be a wild freaking race. 
We also had USAC Silver Crown at Terre Haute. They got rained out the last two nights of the World of Outlaw Late Models at Dairyland Showdown at Mississippi Thunder Speedway, which is surprisingly not in Mississippi, which is super weird. Uh, they all canceled for weather. I know, right? You're, you're shaking your head. It's, it's not in Mississippi, but it's called Mississippi Thunder Speedway. It's in Wisconsin. You couldn't even mm. pick the state close. I mean, like, is there a town called Mississippi? It may be. I hope so. Because if not, know. somebody was drunk. That's just like making the purse $10,060. But you'd still take it. I'd still take the money. Exactly. But rain canceling all those, we still had a lot of racing going on. We had the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Thursday night at Atomic Speedway, Kyle Larson won after passing Tyler Courtney in lap traffic, which was Kyle Larson doing Kyle Larson things. Nothing new there. We also had the Lucas Oil Late Models at Atomic that night. They also ran Ponderosa Speedway Friday and Florence Speedway Saturday. Atomic Thursday night, Jonathan Davenport at Hudson O'Neill swapped the lead early. Uh, Hudson O'Neill just looks so damn good. Brandon Overton made a late race charge on him, but Hudson O'Neill holds him off. Ponderosa Speedway, Mike Marler leads wire to wire. He snaps Hudson O'Neill's three-race win streak. Hudson's been on a freaking tear lately. They went to Florence on Saturday night. Hudson O'Neill, Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Overton, and Ricky Thornton Jr. Dude, that battle was wild. There was slider after slider, and those guys, I mean, they looked like if there was ever going to be a four-car side-by-side battle to the checkered, that was it. But RTJ, man, he whew, he's, he's something. When he catches on in anything he drives, when he catches on on dirt, like he, he finds the right lines, and it's just you're not going to beat him. And that's what he did that night. He ended up winning that one at Florence Speedway. The Extreme Outlaw Midget Series was at Humboldt Speedway Friday and 81 Speedway Saturday. Chase McDermott, a guy we've talked about who runs for Mount Stout, where Steven Snyder ran for the Chili Bowl. Yep. Chase McDermott swept the damn weekend. Good for him, man. Dude, what a freaking drive. He he had to pass. Uh, Ashton Torgensen was running for Tanner Thorson's new team, which has been phenomenal right off the bat. He ends up getting by him and holds off Cannon McIntosh, one of the best in the business right now. Um, so he wins that one at Humboldt, 81 Speedway. Jade Avedesian, a uh, young lady we talked about earlier in the year, having a great run. She she led early. She just she kind of fell to the clutches of Cannon McIntosh and Chase McDermott. I mean, it's the same damn two guys up front, and Chase has had a hell of a year so far. He ends up getting around Cannon McIntosh on a mid-race restart and wins at 81 Speedway. We also had the USAC National Sprint Cars and the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars at Eldora Speedway for the Let's Race 2 Friday and Saturday this past weekend. The USAC National Sprint Cars, sure as heck, Justin Grant goes out there, looks dominant early. I mean, he was weaving through cars on the start. It looked like he was in a 410, and these guys were in 305 Sprint Cars. He was weaving through them. He takes the lead from Kyle Cummins and wins, but he came from, I think, three rows deep to win it. I mean, he just just picked off cars like, yeah, they made it look easy. Saturday, not so easy for him. C.J. Leary took the lead early, and Justin Grant's coming. I mean, he is on him, and they had a lap car spin right in front of him. He's running the cushion, and he smacks him. Oh, no. Hits him, goes in, or, you know, goes flipping down the, down the uh, end of the turn. That was pretty much all C.J. Leary needed. After that, he was dominant and led the rest of the race. World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, like I said, they did their Let's Race 2 also at Eldora. Uh, Logan Schuhart took the lead from third on lap one and fended off Rico Abreu sliders uh, with two to go. He threw one big one, and Logan just drove right around it and won that race Friday night. Saturday night, Rico gets redemption and took the lead early and had to hold off the best in the business and Donnie Schatz to win that one. 
So that's pretty much all I have. Um, I do want to say before we go any farther, tonight we do have World of Outlaw action at Lincoln Speedway. Ooh, baby. Dude, get on we are is in it on Flow or Dirt Vision? Dirt Vision. It'll be on Dirt Vision, all the gotcha. World of Outlaw sprint cars and late models and Extreme Outlaw. Pretty much everybody we covered except for USAC is on Dirt Vision. Dude, I love when the Outlaws come to PA. Yep. Got to race the you posse. You have the posse. Dude, it's so freaking hard. But now you have, what's really weird is now you have like the posse in the Outlaws. You know, with Logan and Jacob Allen and Brock Searfoss, Brent Marks. And it's just like, are they posse or are they, I don't know. I don't know who to root for. I mean, I've yep. always been a Logan Shuhart fan, but I'm like, well, you're a traitor. But he's part he's of the not. Outlaws now. He he is, but he's not. He's he, we, we still love him back in PA. So that'll be fun to watch. Make sure you tune into that. Um, yeah, that's all I have for the dirt segment. Let's get into some NASCAR stuff. I think we got something fun to talk about. We got Doug Kobe winning in the Whalen Modified Tour down at Monadnock Speedway. Uh, wins after having to fend off Justin Bonsignor and Ronnie Silk. Uh, Jesse Love and Taylor Gray swapped the lead in the ARCA race all day. Uh, but Jesse Love came out on top to win his second straight win in the Arkham Menard Series at Kansas. Getting into the trucks at Kansas, man, it was a wreck fest type of a race. It took out some big contenders. Yeah, I think the one stat I saw was 40 of the 134 laps were ran under caution. We can't be freaking doing this in a touring series, man. No, it's I'm, been going on way too much. It is, and I don't know. like, It's such a stepping stool for young drivers. But, damn, if we're wrecking late models like that, like, should we put, be putting these kids in trucks? Because this is this is what it turns – now, granted, there's, there's people that have been running in the truck series that wrecked – in this race you know what i mean i'm not saying that it's young kids damn we got to clean this up this is this is getting ridiculous yeah we do and i kind of wonder if some of it is some of these guys putting too much pressure on themselves and making blocks and making moves that basically are really aggressive and trying to keep themselves in position to make themselves look really good but they end up wrecked and they make themselves look bad yep i mean you got going back to raja karuth and ty majeski I don't know, man. I believe that Raja threw a bad block. You know, it goes back to Denny Hamlin's whole thing at Super Speedways. Do you throw the block or do you let him go and try to be there at the end? Like, I just don't know that you have to block all the time to keep yourself in position to win races. Oh, especially at Kansas. I mean, you can, especially in the trucks at Kansas, you can draft back up and and be there, race them. You yep. know, and and we're not. We're we're freaking pacing, and it's it's getting annoying. Like it's it's. I want to watch. I love the truck series. Man, that truck series is badass. You get yep. guys like, I mean, Grant Enfinger won the race. He led almost half the race. But, I mean, like, guys like that that don't always win, like, that is the, the truck series is a prime opportunity for those types of people to step up and win races and make a name for themselves. But, damn, I do not want to watch pace laps for freaking 30 minutes. Yep. I don't think that that's what people want to pay to watch either. I mean, they want to go see a good race and, you know, they, I, I don't know. They got to clean it up for sure. But moving on to the cup race. I don't think we had a lot to talk about there, do we? No, not not at all. Okay. We have nothing to talk about okay. in the cup series. <laughs> Man, uh, how about we start with Kyle Larson gets wrecked twice while leading. From the lead. The five cars in the lead, go wreck them. You, you see this? This is what's going to happen. This is Kyle Larson, Carson Quaffle. If he's leading, <laughs> wreck them. Because yeah. he ain't going to win, but he almost did anyways. Dude. I mean, the dude came back – I mean, well, the second time was kind of nailing the coffin. But, yeah, he, he kept it off the wall and, and came back and 
fend for that lead. That was wild. Yep. Kyle Larson has been in a position to win a lot of races this season and has had quite a few stolen from him, including this one. Um, you know, I would have really liked to have seen that last lap play out with him and Hamlin. I can't pin it all on Denny Hamlin. I mean, to me, it looked like Kyle Larson got in the wall and Hamlin was just kind of holding tight on his left rear. And as he got into the wall, it just kind of turned him. Yeah, um, he Larson was on edge for he those was. last 10 laps. He so was. I'm biased. I don't want to see Denny Hamlin win. I don't either. I'm not a Denny <laughs> not Hamlin a Denny, fan. I'm, I'm not a – I mean, I like Kyle Larson. I'm just not – you know, I'd rather see Kyle Larson win. Yep. Um, but, but I can't pin it on but him. But I can't pin it on the guy. It's hard racing. You you have to side draft there, and I know he's – you know, you got to stay tight to his quarter, especially on the last lap. And it just – the circumstances played out that way that he was – you know, they got together and, and Larson ended up in the fence. I hate seeing – I hate seeing it in that way. I wanted to yeah. see them go down the corner and somebody throw a slide job or, you know, if you can put each other in the fence coming through the tri-oval, I'm okay with that, Yeah. you know, but I don't want to see it on the backstretch. And then, because then the last half a lap, you know, we just watched how many laps of good racing and then all of a sudden this ha- last half lap, I'm like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Well, I don't think that either of those wrecks were on purpose. I think the one where Tyler Reddick got into him, he just misjudged that one too. Yeah, he was just trying to clear up and, and not get – Break train on the outside. Yeah, but, I mean, going back to the racing that we had on the racetrack, I mean, when that wreck happened at the beginning, I was in shock and just how much passing and how much racing was going on from the drop of the hat. I mean, those guys raced their tails off all race long. At 95 to go, they came over the broadcast and said that it was a record amount of lead changes at Kansas Speedway in in the Cup Series. And then with 42 to go... They had said that it was the most lead changes on any mile and a half in history. I think it's safe to say that Kansas Speedway produces great racing, and this package works for that racetrack. Because I mean, in any mile and a half, yeah, I, it's, yeah, and, for and what, sure. what guys are yeah. learning now too is the you know how to race with this package and not get freight trained. You know, mm-hmm. they're understanding where and when to pass cars and when to not set themselves. You know, they're not setting themselves up for failure. But what I like is like these mile and a half. These guys are struggling. They're on edge. Yeah. You may not think that by watching them, but they're damn professionals. I guarantee you get that ca- that car to somebody that's never driven them. That's you're you're spending ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. It's definitely fun to watch all the the passing and you know the lead changes, the comers and goers. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know Hamlin had the best car all weekend long, and the fastest car did win that race. He did. So. Uh, but it was awesome to see Kyle Larson come from the back and um, at least have a shot to win. Um, another guy that came from behind was William Byron. He came from three laps down. I don't even know how the hell he got back on the lead lap, you know, let alone came back to running in the top five there at the end of the race. Yeah, well, he was leading there the first, what, three or four laps and then dropped like a rock. I don't know what, what their issue was, they might have said. But, yeah, he um... – Definitely rebounded. I mean, that was a, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I thought he was kind of down and out, you know, there towards the middle of the race, but they fought their way back. Dude, that and, team is unbelievable. Yeah, I, they're they're going to be – I'm going to put them in my final four for they're, the end of the season. Yeah, they are my number one – they are my number one Hendrick Motorsports pr- program right now. Even over Kyle Larson? O- over Kyle Larson because of this, like – yeah, Kyle is consistent, but, dude, I don't know. William just – when when they're when they're dominant, they're freaking dominant. You're not going to beat them. And Larson can Larson can do that too. But I just feel like on a consistency basis, week to week, they show up. Rudy Fugel has that car 
freaking top five, top three every week. Yeah, I kind of view it. I'll kind of disagree with you on that. I view it the other way. I think Larson has a car. Yeah, both of them are running up front, but I view it as Larson has more race winning cars, but the 24 car has been able to close more races than what the five team okay. has this season. Yeah. So, and I think when it comes to driver, and and this is nothing against William Byron, it's more uh, as a good job to to Kyle Larson is, you know, he can make a seventh place car, he can run it in the top three. Yeah, I think William can too, but Larson just had so much more experience in anything he does that it just makes him that much of a better driver, and it's a threat every weekend, no matter where you go. Absolutely, I'll tell you what though, the JGR camps did step it up this weekend they had a lot of cars up in the top 10 truex looked like he was bound to win it yep and i mean ty gibbs was up there before he wrecked himself off the the 19 man i want to talk about that for a second because man he did a hell of a job keeping that car off the wall but i think a little bit of impatience there i guess you never know how those tires are going to come apart when you're trying to limp it back to pit road but to me it looked like he was being a little impatient trying to get back there yeah, it did. I, I I feel like he was impatient under green flag. With he needs, a, I mean, he doesn't have experience, a lot of experience, and he needs to learn what these cars are capable of. You have a teammate on top of you; he's going to take the air off of you. And that's, uh, I, I was kind of like, man, Truex is getting super close to this guy. Like he's he's going to know what's. And then sure enough, they both about wreck it. And you know, it was kind of like um, it was just kind of a rookie moment for him. Yep. And you know, I do think that it shows how tough these cup cars are to drive. I mean, Ty Gibbs very dominant in the Arkham Menard series, very dom- dominant in the Xfinity series, and he comes in the cup and he's kind of struggling to adapt. You know, he he did a real good job adapting when he went to 23XI, um, but I think right now it's just him getting seat time. You yeah. know, we look at like a driver like William Byron that when they came into the Cup series. You know, he wasn't all that hot. I mean, it took him a lot of, you know, a couple years to kind of get his feet underneath of him. I think Ty Gibbs has a lot of talent. I think it's just we got to kind of wait and let him get used to this cup car. And he's not a 27-year-old hopping in a cup car for the first time. The kid's young. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got plenty of time. Yeah, obviously has the last name. Yeah, he ain't going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. but, but But it's not the last name that makes him fast either. No, nope. you know he's got the talent. We've yep. seen it. I was actually down at uh, JGR one day, and uh, Curtis Markham was giving us a tour around the shop. I took Connor Waddell over there because I wanted Connor to see the Xfinity shop down there. And um, I get talking to Jordan Irving, who is part of their ARCA program. He's talking to me about Ty, and he said, "Yeah, there's times where." Um, you know, he's just messing around in his simulator rig at the Xfinity shop, and he drug us in there one day, and he crossed his feet and made a lap and was faster with his feet crossed than what he was sitting regular. And uh, he was like, you know, the kid's just got a lot of talent and just, you know, practices all the time, whether it be in the sim rig or whatever, and, you know, he puts the work in to be better each and every week. You know, I think – you know, going back to it, it's just going to take time, man. Yeah, there's going to be big things for that kid down the yep. road. Um, All right, well, let's get to the big elephant in the room here. Yep, Ross versus Noah, man. That haircut doesn't help. <laughs> that haircut didn't help him. Um, let's go to the on track, okay? Let's start out there. Yep. Ross has done some egregious crap the past couple of years. I don't put that in the top five. No. 
Did he run him high? Yeah, he ran him high. Noah was running up in the top 15, 20 most of the day, having probably a hell of a, like for himself, a good run. Not wanting to race too hard, I guess. It looked like he had room to move around or back off. Ross puts, I mean, Ross puts him in in, in a spot. You're either going to have to lift or you're going to hit the fence. Or you could door me and we could both. One of the two, or, you know, one of the three. Noah wasn't putting up with it. But, again, here we go. Ross putting people in a position. Ross is okay. I'm okay with with what Ross did and raced him how he raced him. I'm okay with that. You put him in a precarious spot to get a position at a track that it's, it's not easy to pass. No. Okay? So, as far as on track stuff goes... Uh, it didn't warrant anything, but you push the bear enough, it's it's going to backfire, right? It, yep. It's going somebody's going to come up, and I think <laughs> it looked like Ross had been MMA training because he was prepared for it. Yeah, right. He came up and and um, let let's start with that. What do you think about the on track stuff? Was it was that kind of like a was that like the worst Ross move or no? Any, okay, no, it was not. It wasn't. I I think you're exactly right. I think Ross just put him in a you know in a position where you either got to get hit or get out of the gas. And, you know, Noah chose to stay in the gas and try to stay there. And he got either the air, you know, air affected him in a big way, or he got, I know he got leaned on a little bit, but, you know, I didn't think it was the worst move. I mean, he still had room to play with. So, you know, I think you got to know who you're racing sometimes. And if you know that guy's going to drive like that all the time, the one car is not the only car that does that. No, he's not. There are plenty of other drivers every week that'll put you in a spot that makes them look not so bad and makes you look like an idiot if you tear the fence down. Yeah. Because we're, we're at the end of the day, <laughs> we're racing. Yeah. Like I just saw the excerpt or, you know, the little piece that Kyle Petty did on Ross Chastain. Is this a, you know, is Ross bad? Is it Ross, you know, dirty? Is well, No, he's not. He's racing hard. He's racing for his life. Yeah, I mean, we at the end of the day, they all are, but like Ross just doesn't care. Yeah, he gets he gets paid to go win races, and that's what he's trying to do. And, each and, and when you week. have a, you know, when when you go to these bigger organizations like Gibbs and Hendrick, you know, there's a code, right? There's a hey, you you do you you kind of stay in this line, boy. You stay in this line. Justin Marks, get, go out there and beat some ass. I don't yep. care how you end it. I'll sit here and I'll fight the dude with you. Yeah, and that's what Ross Chastain does. Yeah, and that's no why push policy. No push policy, and so when Noah comes up to him, you know what? I, I it's so funny because it's like when you drive like that, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to fight. That's why I say he had MMA training. I'm pretty <laughs> and, sure. And you know when Noah comes up and he's got his hands on him, he's like, "No, stop, Noah, stop." Yeah. And then he took a shot, and I'll tell you what, he landed a hell of a punch. But I'll tell you what, Gregson didn't. Gregson didn't, didn't flinch much. Nah, I, mean, I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's got a tough jaw. I, I would have liked to seen that play out. Yeah, I'll, the guy in the 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 security guard there, in the middle of that, did a great job. Oh, he I, was a big boy too. He did a great job for the job he was supposed to do. I I would have been okay if somebody paying him five hundred under the table to just let it go. Yeah, because I wanted to see how it played out. Yeah, and yeah, so so we'll walk through that. Noah Gregson comes up and grabs him. Right, starts to talk to him. Ross says, <laughs> "Now Ross said, I thought I was clear. There ain't no way you were clear, buddy. I don't know who cleared you because if they did, whoever your spotter is, I'm pretty sure I could do a better job. Yeah, because if you were cleared, 
you 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 were not you were way far from clear. Y'all oh, he were was, side by side. He, he was clear with contact. He was definitely clear with contact. That is our clear with contact award winner for the week. And well, he didn't even make contact. <laughs> Noah's didn't even make contact. But you know, you had he he kind of told you, you know, just stop, just just stop. You don't want you don't want to walk down this road. And here comes Noah. Now I don't know. He shoved him, and there was a slight pause. Yeah. So I was wondering if Noah said something, but I don't think he did. I think he shoved him, and then in Ross's mind, Ross said, "Well, Mr. Marks told me that if somebody shoves me, I'm gonna beat some ass." Yeah. And he just landed a massive punch on the side of his head. Friggin' Noah's hair did jumping jacks. It looked terrible. <laughs> yeah. Noah took it like a champ. Um, he wanted know, to fight back for sure. Yeah. Look, I know this isn't hockey, but I still think that we need to put. Uh, some boxing rings in the middle of racetracks and let these guys go at it. I say it all the time. Um, man, just let the drivers have at it. Because, you know, look, at the end of the day, I'd rather see two guys go fighting than going out there and Wreck tearing race up cars. race Yeah, going out and tearing up race cars all day long. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I wonder how many issues would get resolved if people just went fisticuffs and, you know, let it play out that way. You know who looks really smart in all this? Who? Kyle Larson. We go back last week at Dover, and he said, you know, somebody asked him about Brennan Poole saying that somebody should beat his ass. And Kyle Larson's like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to. No shit. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guarantee 35 of them freaking 36 drivers ain't going to do nothing to Ross Chastain now because they just saw how how tight of a pattern he lands on your face Dude, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to mess with him now. Dude, he can back it up. He's... I mean, he walked over and congratulated Denny Hamlin in victory lane. Denny Hamlin was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, <laughs> oh, hey, you congratulated me. Okay, I thought you were about to punch me since you were in a mood or something, you know? Yeah. He, Dude, it, okay, he does the stuff on the track. Okay, he doesn't come off the track and say, um, you know, he says, I'm sorry. Right? I don't want to hear that. I don't care. You're not sorry. Nobody, Nobody believes you. Yeah, be nope. the be the villain. Be, Just accept it and be the I villain. I don't want you to be like, yeah, damn right, I took that son of a gun into the wall. No, don't be like that. But I want you to say, well, we were just racing hard because guess what? Now, now you've proven, you've proven, you've had four or five people in the last two years say, well, somebody just needs to beat his ass. Nobody's going to beat his ass. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Well, yep. I'll pay to see that. I don't want to see 400 laps at Martinsville. Yeah. Nah, let's, let's not race. Let's just box. I want to see Ross Chastain box. Oh, man. i tell you what. I love Denny Hamlin's reaction after the race with Bob Pockris watching the video. That <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> he looks so excited. <laughs> well, he told him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Denny had a shit-eating grin on his face the entire time, uh, which was hilarious. Um, I mean, is, is Ross, is like this too much for the sport or not enough? Or is it just enough? I think it's just – I think it's what the sport needs, man. It it spices it up. Yeah, I don't want to see – okay, I, I don't want to see fisticuffs on pit road every week. No, Because then it no. gets kind of – it gets kind of – it gets, it gets stupid, a little messy. Yeah, it gets messy. And then you're going to have, you know, suspensions, and, and nobody wants that crap. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, when somebody gets – I don't know. <laughs> I tried to think about this the other day, okay? What, what if it's Noah Gregson that lands the punch? How how does that change the rest of the driver's perspective on how they handle Ross? That and flip that. What's Ross Chastain do now? Does Ross Chastain? Tr- I mean, if the dude just gets smacked in the mouth, does he change the way he drives? 
Uh, Did Dale Earnhardt ever get so. smacked in the mouth? No. I mean, I don't. I don't think he does. I mean, you know, it's how Ross races. It's the only way he knows to race. I mean, we've we've watched it happen the last few years, and you know, the dude just doesn't care. He's out. He gets paid to go win races, and that's he's going to do anything he's got to do to win a race. So, I don't think he. I don't think we watch him change at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I want to see him change. I don't want to see. Um, I don't want to see people stop getting pissed off. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't want to see them be scared to get punched by Ross. I want to see him go up like Noah did. You know, yep. Noah did what everybody else wants to do. Absolutely. But nobody will. I mean, you saw, like like you just said, you saw Denny Hamlin's reaction. You saw Chase Elliott make a comment about it. Someone's got to do it. What, get punched in the head? Yeah, I love Denny's meme that he posted on social where it was like Hasbula and the other guys. And they were, you know, it was like the 42 and the 9 and, He's like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go get him. Yeah. And he's just so. like, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. Nobody else wants to do it. Yeah. You know, so like Noah looked like a complete moron walking up, putting his hand on a guy, and then getting punched in the head. Looks like an idiot. But at the same time, he's a hero because he's the only one that's got the balls to go up and do it. Yeah. And uh, But. Yeah, of course, Chase Elliott ain't going to do it. No. I mean, like, well. Chase, I mean, Chase is afraid to talk bad about anybody. Yeah. I mean, you turn around and like, um, you know, I don't know. Let's let's yep. get into let's get into some. This is what I want to do. Let's get into some. Uh, let's break the fight down a little bit more. I know we've talked a lot about it, but I'm just saying, if I come up and put my hand on you, I feel like I'm. If I grab you, I, I'm at that point. I should just probably punch you. Listen, you know the one and only time I've gotten into a fight. Yeah, I was there. It was at Langley. Yeah, I was there. The guy put his hands on me. I took one swing, and yeah. then the crew handled the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to uh, watch the fist be... come right across your face. <laughs> yeah, your fist, not his. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think you realize how long your damn arms are because you about took three of us out in one <laughs> shot. And two yeah. of them were the good guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy was, uh, that was, uh, that was fun. Yeah, it, uh, I, I was definitely watching my back that night. It was the night that uh, me and Nick Smith got into it, and um, I watched one guy come down pit road, and something about him just looked a little bit funny, and then all of a sudden he took a turn and – Tried to jump us. Yeah, tried to jump us. and uh, Well, jump you. He didn't really care about me. Yeah, it was about the same deal. Um, landed one punch, and then it all got broken up, and a lot of words were said, and then we went about our business. And uh, – Track never did anything because I was standing in my own pit. Yeah. So and, that, and uh, again, you know, who the, nice. know who the smart person was that time? Nick Smith. Nick. Nick he, never. He got sat down on his door and watched the whole <laughs> damn thing. He's like, "Well, I ain't going down there." Yeah. But uh, so getting into more NASCAR news, man. We have Legacy Motor Club going to Toyota next year. What do you think about that? Big move. Big move. Yeah. I think I don't know if it's a. Is it? Is it because they're getting more help? from toyota i don't i don't know i know there's less cars racing toyota you know less teams racing toyota so i know that's a big uh appeal a big appeal for them yeah they get more benefits like i don't know i don't know how all that works yeah i would uh i would think that they get a little bit more help than what they're getting from chevy right now just because chevy is got so many hands in their pot that i i almost kind of wonder you know if they don't feel like they're getting all the help and i know toyota they need help on the super speedway stuff you know because they're just flat out outnumbered um you know on cars so it'll be interesting i mean i don't think that it's a bad move for them 
Um, I think Toyota does need more cars in their camp. Uh, what is really surprising to me out of this whole deal is the fact that Jimmy Johnson, part yeah. owner, his relationship with Chevy over the years. Through everything. Yep. And is now going to Toyota as a team owner. So well, that, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, I think it's uh, when it comes to Jimmy, you know, it's not about Jimmy Johnson anymore. Before when he was racing 36 races a year, you know, you're you're kind of um, looking out for yourself. And now he's not. You know, now he's looking out for an organization. So I think that's a lot of it. You're looking for the main benefit of GMS, or I'm sorry, of Legacy Motor Club now, not just Jimmy Johnson. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be a businessman and whatever can take your business and make it perform better, you're going to go do that. And if they feel like Toyota is the answer to that, then, you know, I can't blame them with the move. Um, You know, I don't think that, I don't think that it'll affect the drivers any. I mean, you know, Noah Gragson racing for KBM has been in the Toyota camp before. Eric Jones being over at JGR has been in the Toyota camp before. So I think those guys will kind of feel like they're going home a little bit to, you know, back to TRD. And I'm really curious to see how they perform next year. I think it's going to be a stout two-car team. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think when you have, um, you know, like you just said, those guys going back to where it feels like home, somewhere they've been, they're used to the Toyota, you know, to TRD. I think that's going to be a good jump for them. It's going to be something new for the ownership portion of it. But as far as the drivers, the guys that go out and make the cars do what they're going to do, that that's a huge thing already having experience in that, in that situation. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, we look at 23 XI, they've had a lot of success. Now I know Denny Hamlin has got his hand in the pot of JGR. I'm sure that they get a lot of help from JGR. I kind of wonder how much help Legacy will get from JGR as well to help the Toyotas run better. Um, but I mean, you you can't you can't knock 23XI for their performance at all. Yeah, because when you look at it, you have like your big three teams, you know, and then you got Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Hendrick, Penske, Hendrick, and JGR. So now you have like these sister teams, you know, lower. The more sister teams you have underneath of someone the lower on the totem pole you are. Yep. Okay, so now Toyota has, you know, 2311, but it's only a two-car team. And then you have another two-car team. It's it's really like I think they're going to get more help that way. Yep, I, I believe so too. Now, I've heard there's rumors that there's somebody else looking for looking at Toyota. It's just a rumor. But, I, I, I mean, it might be appealing. Yep. So um, uh, Josh Berry signs with KHI Management Group. Um I had someone ask me if they feel like Josh Berry is going to go to the four car next season. And it's, uh, it's possible. It's definitely a possibility. Or what if Ford jumps to Chevy? I don't see or that happening. Or SHR jumps to Chevy. I don't see that happening. My boldest prediction is KHI is just going to manage Josh Berry's career. Because from what I think I know, I don't know if this is true or not. I think Josh does his own deals. So it probably helps Josh just formulate the deal for himself, right? Josh is performing very well in the Chevy stuff at Hendrick Motorsports right now. Dale Jr. looking to get in. I think there's a rumor floating around that the charter for the 51 is going to be up at the end of the year. Well, Dale, we know Cody Ware ain't coming back. Yep. Dale Jr. wants in. My boldest prediction Maybe not this year, but next year. Josh is junior motorsports driver in the Cup Series. 
and Junior Motorsports has a Hendrick Motorsports alliance. That's that's, bo- that's bold. That's my boldest prediction. That's bold. I I think they're. I don't think it's next year. I think they're going to wait for this TV deal. Yeah. See I how it plays out. Yeah, because that kind of determines your charters. That determines what. What the charter is going to be worth. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's worth their. Okay, if, if Junior was going to purchase a charter, he'd have done it by now. Right? At, thir- at whatever number they're throwing around, he would have done it. There's no reason to wait until the final year before you don't know. I mean, yeah, it could double. Yeah, but, but if it you could can also get a, shrink. If you can get a charter at a really good price, would you take it? Right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. if it's not. That's what I'm saying. If the 51 charter goes up at the end of the year and there's a good price tag on it. If it's a good price tag. But for a team like that, that's maybe not going to keep, you know, full-time cars around and stuff like that. They're going to want good money for that charter because they know it's worth. Oh, absolutely. It's not going to come at a discount. Right. But but that would be the perfect opportunity for him to get in because, you oh, know. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, you know, he talks about not having, you know, not being able to go afford a veteran driver like Kyle Busch and Josh Berry being so young and already performing well in the Hendrick Motorsports equipment out of his drivers i mean josh would be the one that i would send to the cup series yeah i would too i mean he's he just adapts very well to anything he gets in so and, he, and he's proven he, he's he's already proven that he can run when he's in good equipment and he can run up front and produce finishes so well i think we'll be having the same talk kind of november-ish yeah let's see what happens throughout the year man <laughs> what are we doing next week like I said earlier in the show, I'm going down to Carteret this weekend with Connor to run the Limited. Uh, so we're hoping for a good finish down there. Next week, I'll be at uh, Circuit of the Americas with Copa Motorsports. So I leave Monday morning, probably 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And then I won't be back till the following Tuesday. So that following week will probably be another late episode. Not even sure if we're going to be able to get an episode in this week. Uh, I may try to get one in with Connor Waddell. That's what I think. Yeah, I won't be able to be there, which kind of sucks because I'm sick and tired of missing interviews. Yeah, I hate hearing your voice. That's the thing. I, th- I think I hate hearing your voice. That's rude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I just want to be, for Connor, Like I'd love to be in the room for that one. But yeah, I, I think we're going to be hard-pressed to put in an episode next week. So I think we need to do a live from Carteret County with Connor Waddell. Yeah, we'll just have to see how his first race goes. But uh also, Sunday being Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And, um, again, we appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Hit the follow button on Spotify or any major platform you may be listening on. as well as we're on almost all of them. That's right. As well as Instagram and Facebook. So, um, thank you guys again, and I uh, hope you all have a good week. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Clear With Contact podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Clear With Contact. Feel free to share and tell your friends. Until next time.